Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your word that you are about to empower us with and, and equip us and teach us. And Lord, we pray that you will speak to us and you shape us for your kingdom and for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Shall we open our Bibles in the book of Nehemiah chapter 4? The book of Nehemiah chapter 4. And I just want to pick up a few things and as, we, as we are going towards this great season of growth, increase, and excitement. Uh, I was trying to play around how do I title this, but I was inspired by um, the teaching that one went through uh, during the Word and Spirit Conference where uh, Pastor Steve Marrell was talking and teaching around uh, the sovereign uh, perspective of the theater of worship. So, as, as God was laying in my heart, this book of Nehemiah as a book that we can look into for us to be, to be inspired and to be challenged as we enjoy this season that we are in. But I just felt uh, it is proper to call it the theater of worship because it felt like it is very linked towards that uh, message and that teaching. So I'll just call it the theater of worship. And I, I know that um, every time you hear theater, we think stage, we think audience, we think director, we think actors. Uh, and I just really want us to, to have that in mind as we look into this message, to think around those things, uh, the stage, the audience, the director, and the actors uh, as, we, as we journey through it. But I just want us to read. Uh, but it so happened, uh, verse 1, but it so happened when San Palad heard that we were rebuilding the wall, that he was furious and very indignant and mocked the Jews. And he spoke before his brethren and the army of Samaria, saying, What are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they complete it in any day? Will they revive the stones from the heaps of rubbish, stones that are, are bent? Now Tobiah and uh, uh, the Ammonite was beside him, and he said, Whatever they build, even if, if even an, a, a fox goes up on it, he will break down their stone wall. And then verses 4. Hear, O our God, for we are despised. Turn their reproach on their own heads and give them as plunder to a land of captivity. Do not cover their iniquity. And do not let their sin be, bottled, be blotted out from before you. For they have provoked you to anger before the builders. So we built the wall. And the entire wall was joined together. Up to half its height. For the people had the mind to work. Just want to, to read again this part. So we built the wall. And the entire wall was joined together up to half its height for the people had a mind to work. Um, I know this is supposed to be a very exciting message 
Because I, 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 I said, I just want us to be inspired and, and challenged. But if you read from verses 1 to 3, we hear a diagnosis, a wrong diagnosis that is made by the enemies of what God is doing. The enemies of what God is doing are a symbol of what the devil shouts or what the devil echoes as God is building stuff. For the past uh, four weeks, we've been talking and we've been receiving teachings around the heart for the lost, around uh, the heart for, for winning uh, people into the kingdom and expanding God's kingdom through reaching out, through, through loving people and really expressing his love and grace. But it, the truth is, in all these things, we are always tempted to despise our efforts. We are always tempted to undermine what God is doing through us. Sometimes when we look into ourselves, when we look into our connect groups, when we look into uh, our, our meetings, we, we, we can easily fall into a trap of despising what God is doing through our lives. Have you ever been in a space where you, you try to walk with someone from darkness to light, somebody who's been struggling, and you help them, uh, you get them cleaned up, when you think, yeah, I've made it, they just decide to go back to their old stuff. These are some of the things that the devil will keep on throwing. Have you ever been in a situation where you pray for your family, for them to experience God's love? The next thing, boom, everybody, your cousins, your relatives, they think when uh, I don't know what is that in English, but yeah. They, they, they start to to, to have this beef against you, there is this tension, there is this anger towards you. At work, you try to be a good person, you try to love your colleagues, you try to live this Christian life that everybody in church is talking about, being, being, being the gospel, being the good news to the people, loving people, uh, smiling, uh, uh, treating people very polite and nice, and people just decide to, 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 re, to reverse or, or to reverse your works by giving you the other hand. And the devil will just say, what, what is it that you are thinking you are doing? And these are the words that the enemy is using in our minds. Every time God is entrusting us with a great vision, with a great task, the enemy will just come and claim a lie. Let's hear what the enemy is saying. He say, what are these feeble Jews doing? Come on. Have you ever heard the devil telling you silently when you want to do something, hey, you can't do it. You are inexperienced. You are very weak. And culturally, you don't even, you don't even qualify. Hmm? You don't even understand the environment. Who do you think you are? Eh? Remember, these people know you. They know you. They know your weaknesses. They know your struggles. You are very feeble. That's the devil. You are trying to invite your neighbor to church. The devil reminds you. You remember that time when you did not greet your neighbor and you acted as if you didn't, you didn't hear your neighbor when, you, when your neighbor was saying, hi. <laughs> huh? Or sometimes you want to invite your colleague and, and the devil is saying, you remember when your colleague wanted a favor and you deprived them. The devil will use things that may sound real. In this case, the Israelites were deemed as feeble because they didn't have their, their place of worship. Jerusalem's walls were falling down. There was evidence of certain things that were shortfalls and weaknesses. Maybe they didn't have time. They didn't know what to do. But the devil tried to use that and he twisted it. 
It, it may have been a reality somewhere in their journey, but it was not the current reality. So that devil will try and do that. And then he's saying, will, will they even fortify themselves? So, so sometimes, I, I've dealt with this several times. Every time I try to reach out to a lost person, the devil will whisper and say, yeah, hey, you are very good in reaching out to, to all the people that you don't know, but you still have your cousins who are still sinking in sin. And you have tried to reach out to them. They don't even listen to you. Don't do it. Stop it. You are messing around. You are making yourself a joke. <laughs> I'm not sure maybe I'm the only one who hears such, such arguments. And then he continues to say, will they even offer sacrifices? He's now getting, he's now getting in deeper now. He's getting into our pockets. He's getting into our time. Can they even give cheerfully? And then you start looking at your money, you start looking at your giving, you think like, hey, maybe I'm not giving enough. Hey, maybe even if, if I don't give, it's okay. Maybe my giving doesn't make a difference anyway. Huh? I don't have time. Eh? Can, can they offer time? What if, what if I try and offer my time and then I don't see the results? Eh? Who has ever come to prayer? You are inspired. You are saying, I'm going to prayer. You think you'll see the whole church there and you come. It's only 12 people. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. Ish. I just wanted the sound of, and I don't see that. It's like, so that devil will try and draw things that may make sense. So we hear the devil was continuing. The voices were continuing. But the great project was before them. I don't know what the devil is whispering as we are going towards this great project of, of massive soul winning, of messing, reaching out to the lost, of messing, transformation of us. I don't know what the devil is whispering. But this guy is saying, whatever they build, even if even a fox goes up to it, he will break down their stone wall. So, so this is the higher level of, of, of intimidation from the enemy. So, okay. So you are reaching out to the lost. Mm-hmm. You want to peg this building. Okay. You want to have more people coming to the, to, to the Lord. Okay. Who will take care of them? What if they come to the Lord and then they start going back to their own things? What about your reputation as the church? <laughs> what if people who come here are, 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 are drug addicts, uh, uh, captives, skebemus. Uh, what will happen to your reputation? These are the things that the devil may be throwing. Maybe he's throwing it in my own mind. I don't know. There, there may be a number of things. What if the people that will come and respond to the message are only the destitutes? Only. People will just be coming saying, look, I, 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 I need, I need help. Uh, I, 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 need, I need food, I need shelter, I, 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 need, I, I need, I need, I need, I need. What if the people who come, they will just come with, I need, I need, I need only. These are some of the things that the devil may be throwing. But let's hear the response. The first response, these guys are not going to the enemies. They are not going to the devil. They are not going to the devil to respond to the devil. Bazalan. If we are, if, if God is giving us an opportunity to be part of a great thing, the best thing we can do is to ignore the enemy. I know, Tina, we are, we are, we are, we are people of welfare. We, 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 we don't mind to kick 
and, 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 and Kashela some devils. Eh? That's why some of us were even called devil kickers. I remember when I was a young Christian, we used to say, I am a child of God, I'm born again, I'm a devil kicking tongue talking Christian. <laughs> That's what we used to say. I'm a devil kicking tongue talking Christian. So it's a nice thing to go and kick the devil, but there are times where we just need to ignore him. Let him have his party. Let him, let him fool himself. Let him think he has something. And let's focus on what God has called us to do. We can waste our time walking around, casting and binding, whereas we just need to focus on what God is doing. And then these guys respond. They tell God, God, we are despised. And, and, and we, are, we, are, we, are, we, are, we are intimidated here. But don't deal with it, Lord. Eh? They are not saying, devil, you are the liar. In the name. No, no. Say, Father, deal with this liar. We don't, have t- we don't have time. We are very busy here. We want to focus on what we are doing. We don't care whether we've got money or not. We don't care whether we've got time or not. But with the little time we have, we are going to commit in doing what we are doing. Whether our health is agreeing or not, we don't care. We will focus on what we are doing and we'll do it effectively. And then the, the, the end result is that this guy is saying, so we built the wall and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height for the people had the mind to work. What we need, Mazalohane, is the mind to work. Let me just explain. Why do we need to work if then it's all about God? Why can't God just work on his own? Eh? Why can't God just, just, just do it? Why can't God just make sure that there is, a, there, there, there is everything, people come, they receive healing in their own homes? Why do we have to be partakers? The Bible says we are co-workers with Christ. God wants to make sure that he allows us an opportunity to partake in what he is doing. God wants us to be, to be in the process of enjoying that transformation. I remember when I got saved, I, as I was preparing, I discovered that actually what touched me was not the sermon. Sometimes we think the breakthrough that will meet the people's needs for God is the sermon. It was not even the worship, but it was the attention that I got from a believer. How, I, I remember how when I, 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 didn't, I didn't even get saved in the meeting, by the way. I only got saved after. But it, it's how I was received. It was a Good Friday weekend. It's how I was received. I, I've been hearing the truth. I've been knowing the truth, but I, it was distorted. But how I was received, I was received in a special way. I felt important. I felt valued. And I was able to listen to the word because I felt important. So I'm a product of an Asha. The, the word and everything, I, I, I can't even remember the word that convicted me, but one thing I know is that when I got home, the first thing I remembered was the face of the person who smiled and welcomed me and asked me my name. 
and gave me and, and grabbed me to my seat. That was amazing. Bear in mind, I've been to church before, but that meeting, it was unique. The love that I received there made it easy for me to understand some of the things that I was grappling with in my mind. So what I'm trying to say is sometimes we, we have a temptation of trying to focus on, 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 what is, on what we think is important and neglect what is really, really important. I've discovered that even as a preacher, sometimes I struggle to hear everything that preachers say. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm making sense. Have you noticed every time you get home and if you try to recall what was said, you discover that you only remember three, four things. The rest of the service is around the people, is around the environment, is around other things that were there. And then the key the key concept of the word will just activate what was created by the environment. The environment is very important. Okay, let's move on. So these guys understood their environment. They, they educated themselves concerning who, what is the need. What is the need? They educated themselves. They knew the need. They challenged each other to act upon the need. They identified the enemy and their opponent. And they classified... Is laughing against, is laughing at us, is mocking us, uh, is ridiculing us. They, they were very clear. But now I want to get to the part of then how then do we, do we, do we tie this building mindset into the theater of worship? So we said there is a stage, there is the performance, or which is the performer, and then there is a director and the audience. The stage was alone. The biggest temptation is that we all think the stage has to do with the pulpit. It has nothing to do with the pulpit. This is not the stage. This is part of the stage. And I, I think also I've been a victim of thinking the stage is the piano, the microphone, the pulpit, and the preaching, and the singing. That's not the stage. The stage is, the, is everything. Okay, maybe let's read First Corinthians chapter 6. The Bible says, Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Lord, of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God. And you are not of your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So, if, if we are the temple of God, if we are the thing, if we are the most important... Oh, okay. Should be later. Okay. Am I behaving now? <laughs> we are the thing. So, the whole building is part of the stage. From, from the boom gate when people come, it's part of the stage. Every single person who is coming here is part of the stage. So, from ushering, it's part of the stage. From, from, from parking, it's part of the stage. From, from, from the, the creatures, it's part of, from the people who are sitting here next to you, it's part of the stage. The stage is the platform where God is going to act. We are the platform where God is about to act. The problem is that we think, Tina, we are coming to the stage. No, no, no. Actually, God is coming to the stage. We are the stage. God dwells in the temple, which is our bodies, which is our lives. So as we come together, it's the gathering of the stage. <laughs> It's the gathering of the temple. 
So we are, we are coming before God. So we, are build, we have a mind to build, but we need to understand that we are building according to his own pattern. We are coming to the stage. We, we are, we actually, we are the stage. We are coming to the, to, 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 to the performance, to the audience and everything. So who is the director? <laughs> so if we are the stage. So the stage is not this. And then um, uh, Steve Marrell puts it very well. Uti, the biggest mistake is that even when we don't understand the, the difference between the stage and the audience, we twist the thing. We, we come with a performance mindset. We, 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 even when it's worship, we don't view the worship team as coordinators of worship. We see them as worshippers. And we see, we see ourselves as the audience. We receive worship. We, are, we, we lift hands depending on the, on the song they sing. We lift hands depending on, on, on the melody. At times we, we, we even struggle to worship God because we feel the songs are awkward when we've got it twisted. Their role is just to facilitate our corporate worship. That is why you've got a number of people who claim to be Christians but who don't do church. They say, no, 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 I worship God alone at home. So why then do you come into a gathering if you still want to worship God alone? We come and we worship Him together. Uswanelo puts it very well. We worship you, our God. Because there is also an error uh, that has been perpetuated about this individualism mindset where it's my God, my Bible and I, my faith, my relationship with God. It's just between me and God. You don't have to interfere. No, no, it's ours. That is why, even if you look at the correction in the Bible, it says, if a brother commits an error, you of the faith must go and correct him because we are joined together. Eh? If the brother doesn't want the correction, you bring another person because it's not about individuals for the correction. If the two of you are struggling with the brother, you bring him into the congregation. And if the congregation fails... The Bible says a very powerful thing, which I don't pray for us to do. It says, hand him over to the devil. You expel him and you hand him over to the devil. So what is this? It's a corporate thing. That is why you, you, you can't just ignore me when there is an error in my life, because my error involves you. We are together in this thing. That is why we reach with disciple, we impact, because we are a disciple-making church. What is a disciple? Are people who are students who are learning from Christ together. You can't be a disciple alone. We don't, we don't do long-distance learning here. <laughs> we are not at long-distance learning institute. We are not a correspondence institute. No, you'll get your message at home. No, no, we do it together. That's why we have connect groups. We go to connect groups, not because we don't have time. We meet in connect groups because we are doing this thing together. That is why sometimes uh, Uncle Malcolm will come and ask you questions which, which may feel like, hey, but this man, you are being personal now. Why are you asking me about my own personal life? We don't have a private life. We have one life. We have our Christian life. Let me. <laughs> we don't have a private life, Bazalwan. We have a Christian life. You, you, you can't have my. Uh, no, on Sunday I put in my Christian 
life and then on Monday I put in my other. No, no, no. We've got one life. If I see you at work, I see a Christian. If I come to your house, I come to a Christian's house. If you give me a lift in your car, I'm in a Christian's car. Uh. Don't worry, I won't ask the kind of music you listen to. I, I spend a lot of time around Ukle and Admire. They listen to weird music. So you are forgiven. And you will know where you get it from. I even wonder sometimes when he dances around, is he dancing to the real tune or to the other tunes? <laughs> I, have a, I, have, I have a privilege of talking about him. He's not around. So if he gets to hear this one, you are all in trouble. <laughs> so, so the performance, it is, it is not us who perform. Actually, we facilitate God to perform in our lives. When we worship Him, the Bible says in, 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 in Psalms 23, it says, you are holy and you are enthroned in the praises of Israel. So God, He tabernacles our praise. He dwells where we praise Him. So in other words, when we praise Him, He is the one actually who is performing. Tina, we just allow him space to perform by, by exposing things in our hearts about him. That is why David says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. We, we are activated to worship him, to respond to him, because we allow him to convict and lead us. So he is the performer. We don't perform. We just facilitate the activation of his performance. Because the, the book of Romans says we don't even know what to pray. Eh? But the Spirit intercedes and empowers. He even gives us utterance because we are not able to perform. Our ability to perform is not there. But God is the one who performs through us. So in other words, we need to be vessels that allow God to use us in whatever way for His own glory. You will be shocked that even if you are not on stage on this uh, stage that we built here, uh, supervised by Uncle Malcolm. He's a great supervisor, by the way. And I, I like to see those who work with him in the corporate world, because when we were building the stage, it was very firm. And, and, and some of us, we were chased from, from this part to build elsewhere. I don't know why. <laughs> or maybe he's allergic to tall people, I don't know. Uh, but his favorite was Spiwe. Spiwe was the one who was given all the tools. Uh, and if we were using the tools, we were given a lot of instruction and, and, and correction. So I don't know why. But yeah. so, so what I'm trying to say is, you will be sure that you, are, you, are, you, are, you, you will not be aware that you are facilitating God to perform something. As I made an example, that when, what, what convicted me mainly was, was that greeting, was that embrace, was that receive that, that receiving eh, receival or what, what reception? Yes, was that reception that I got? It activated something in me. So God is willing to perform. You will be shocked that other people will only hear what God is doing. Even even at times, some people don't even hear the message. By sitting next to you as you respond to the message, as you start taking notes, you are busy allowing God to perform by ministering to this person. They start feeling guilt. This person is very serious. Taking notes, let me, let me try and, and do something. So, whatever we do, let's get rid of the performance syndrome. Let's allow God to be the one who performs. 
That is why, even when it's worship, don't, don't be scared of lifting your hands and worshiping God. Ignore the people around you. You will be shocked as you lift your hands in worshiping God. God will be convicting people and touching people around you. Someone will be busy on WhatsApp while you are worshiping. As they see you lifting your hands, they're like, Eish. So, yeah. And God is, also God is the director. And also, the audience is, is God. So everything is about Him. We are designed and created for Him and for His glory. So, how is God a director? He is the one who gives us the ability to do stuff. We don't do according to the flesh. Even as we ask for people to, to sacrifice, to commit, we are not, we are not saying do it carnally because you'll be frustrated. The truth is, if you decide to come and serve, because it's an obligation, you'll, you'll become a frustration to yourself and to people. You will not be a blessing. Allow God to direct you to where you should be doing stuff. If God directs you to give, if God directs you to, to, to serve in other avenues, allow God to be the one who directs you. Okay. So in, in the theater of worship, there are three critical components. The first component is what we call the sacraments. In the sacraments, that's where we, we have others, they say it, our rituals. That's your, 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 your holy communion, that's your baptisms, all these things that are, are deepening our individual relationship with God, but that we do corporately. Eh? Have you noticed it's very beautiful to do the holy communion together? It's very boring doing it alone. I know some of you have never even tried it. It's very awkward. He took the bread. <laughs> alone. And then he took the cup. It's very awkward, but when we do it corporately, it, it brings in a, a fresh meaning. It brings in that sacredness. It brings in that, 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 that oneness. And when we, when we come out from it, we feel like there is something that has been happening to all of us. Because these are the things that, that, that saturate our worship and our relationship. But the second component is the service. That is why uh, our, our, our Sunday meetings, we put so much in preparation because it's time where we serve God and serve other people so that they may be able to encounter God. And I, I call it the service because that's a service station. This is where we, we come to, to, for our screws to be tightened, for, for, for oil to be changed. Uh, we come to service our engines so that by Monday we hit the road running. We, 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 we hit that dust. We clean our cars. Some cars, they don't even need service. They just need cleaning. Some of them, they need vacuuming. There is a lot of mess. Some of them, they need to change some tires. So that is why when we come on Sunday, whether you are serving up here or not, you come prepared and allowing God to service you. You come prepared to allow God to service other people through you. That is why sometimes when, when we close the service and we, we ask for people to pray with one another, we are not asking for a religious thing. We are actually saying, can you allow others to get service through you? If, if, if it was not a service, we wouldn't call that. I, I don't know. We were going to call it a, a Sunday, um, a, a Sunday get together. Yeah, a Sunday get together. Hey, come, we have a get together on Sunday. No, no, we call it a service because that is where God is servicing us, but also we are servicing one another. That is why if there is anyone with a need, we meet that need. 
We, we pray for each other. We, we, that is why we even have the fellowship area. The fellowship area is not for coffee. The fellowship area is that uh, we, we, we get to service each other and get to know each other. And coffee helps to facilitate that process. That is why even people like me who are Christians who don't drink coffee, they, they hang around there. Don't worry, one day we'll have a sermon around coffee, but... So we hang around there because that's a place where we get to service each other. Sometimes during the service, you don't have an opportunity of talking to people. You don't even know maybe some of the challenges you have. Someone here specializes in dealing with those. So that is why we encourage people, when we finish the service, don't shoot. Don't run like a bullet. Don't be like a stray bullet. No, 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 no. Spend time with people and then leave. Um, and then the last part is the sacrifice. God created us. We messed up. He sacrificed. But this sacrifice, which is part of worship, is the one that we do from within ourselves. That is why, Bazalan, are you aware that you are not obligated to give? <laughs> but it's the sacrifice which becomes a pleasure. We give because we understand what God did. We give because we understand the weight of, 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 of what giving makes. We enjoy it. I remember when I started giving, it was quite a hard thing. I would even, I would even check which one must I give, the, the small amount or the big amount. At that time, we were even not equipped. We were not even, we, we wouldn't even pray. We would come to, to the service and then you'll discover when, when the offering basket is coming, like, hey, yeah, hey, my daughter. Hi, next time. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not sure. Remember, when, when, uh, there, there will be baskets, open baskets. So you'll find that the basket will remain in one person because if he has 10 rand, he will be busy changing 10 rand. For now, because I'm giving two rand here, so. <laughs> So, how do we do it? How do we master it? We, we, we pray prior. We plan it. We plan it. We make it a habit. We make it part of what we do. We, we, we don't do it as a spontaneous thing, J. There are times where we do spontaneous givings, but we plan, we prepare. Even during these two weeks, I, there are some sacrifices we need to plan and prepare. Some families need to have meetings today. <laughs> some families need to have meetings uh, husband and wife need to discuss when are we having quality time uh, we are suspending quality time for two weeks uh, alone we will be having quality time in the presence of the Lord <laughs> young people quality time is nothing measure, it's just spending time together don't think funny things here <laughs> so yeah, there must be some meetings uh, it's holidays uh, parents maybe some kids need to visit some grannies Grannies, maybe you need to tell uh, parents who are far, hey, don't bring grandchildren these two weeks. So it's a vice versa. So we sacrifice certain things. Some, some holidays need to be postponed. Why? Because when we are building and we are in a theater of worship, sacrifice is part of our journey. And sacrifice is not a bad thing. I love this definition. It says a sacrifice is the act of giving up something valued for the sake of something else regarded as more impact, important or worthy. 
So in the theater of worship, sacrifice is at the center of, of, of our relationship. That is why in worship, we sacrifice even our, 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 what? our status and reputation. That's why you, you, you don't say, hey, I, I, I can't lift my hand. I'm a lawyer, by the way. Eh? <laughs> I can't kneel down. I can't cry. What if I cry? And, no, no, no. We do it. Eh? We, we do it. We do it not because we, 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 we do it because it is, it is something that God wants. But another beauty of sacrifice, there is a picture that I, I have there. Of the, this is a very beautiful example of a sacrifice. Who is more valuable between the two? I would say they are both very much valuable. But sometimes we all want to be the waitrons. We all want to be in the limelight. Sacrifice also means being able to serve and be cheerful and enjoy people enjoying your serving even though they do not know who you are. The chef is the one who always gets the heat, is always sweaty, always deal with uh, everything that is not okay. Oh, the waitrons, they may be having some trouble, but those are the ones who get the tips most of the time. <laughs> they get the pet in the back. The waitrons are, are mainly like your worshippers, your preachers. Those are mainly your waitrons. They, they get to be seen by everyone, and everyone gets to appreciate them. But nobody normally appreciates who checks the toilets. Nobody normally appreciates who makes sure that the parking... Uh, they, they, there's no, there's no problem there. Uh, AV is happening very well. The sound is faulty. Normally, the sound guys, we normally recognize them when the sound is faulty, like age. But, 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 but he and your crew, <laughs> and AV, and a number of things. People who work, who, who, who take care of, of kids. Do you know that there are people who only attend this service once a Sunday? They spend most of their time in kids ministry, serving our kids, nurturing our kids. It's a sacrifice. They didn't come for that. They came to worship God, but they've allowed God to convert them from being waiter, waiters to, to chefs. Hey, I, I, handling my son. Yesterday I was, I was in News Brothers Funeral. I discovered that my son combined with Zeke's son in one class. The teachers need grace. I don't know about other people's sons. I'm just looking at those two. And what they can do, I. So it's grace. So, but also, I've got a few pictures. The other picture is of the great cathedrals. You can just go and Google these great cathedrals, how they were built. The shocking part is that every time you want to know the builders' names, it's unknown. <laughs> because they were built over 600 years. But in each one of them, there is a different skill and a uniqueness. There are people who are even carving uh, uh, the tops, uh, the glasses. Everything was done unique. And, and, and Unicole Johnson says, one of the, the builders was asked, why are you building in a hidden corner beyond the ceiling of the building? 
they were busy crafting something. Nobody will ever see this beautiful design. He's saying, but God does. <laughs> so that great things are not built by people who are celebrity status minded. I'm not sure if there's something like that, but yeah. Not people who are pro, who are populist. Yes. We need to, we need to deal with this populist attitude as believers. Great things are not built by populists. People who build great things are people who are willing to be, to be forgotten during the, the vote of thanks. Eh? Have you ever felt that pain when you know that you've done a lot and it's the time for the vote of thanks and, and, and the names are mentioned and you think, yeah, mine is about to happen. And, and people don't. And they don't even feel anything, even when they see afterwards. They don't even say, hey, I forgot. It's like, hey, yeah, it's a great event. Yeah, great event. Yeah, it was nice. Amazing. Huh? I mean, I, 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 by the way, I used to love appreciation until God dealt with me. Every time I, was, I would expect it, I would never get it. Until I just said, okay, appreciation, Nami. And now I'm fine. But now I, I, I do get it now and again, and I even get worried. Why am I getting so much applause? Am I doing it right? <laughs> so what I'm trying to say, Bazalani, is whatever that God is doing in this season, let us be aware that what we are building, it may not necessarily be this, but we are building something that will last eternity. We are making contributions that will last eternity. Luke chapter 15, as I close says, if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them get lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the ninety-nine others in the wilderness and go search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and heaven strayed away. The summary of all this is that what is it that we are building in this season? What we are building in this season is expanding God's kingdom through people coming to know him. And we can all build something. We can all add a brick at a glass, do something. You may not be able to invite people, but you may be able to serve. You may not be able to, to, to testify, but you may be able to, to, to do other things. What I'm just inspiring us to do is that, can we take advantage of what God is doing in this season? Can we jump into it and, 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 and be the stage where God is going to perform? Can we be the platform where God is going to do great things? Can, can we, I, I've seen the intercessors, uh, they've been doing a great job in, in driving and leading those prayers. Those prayers, the prayer meetings that are happening on Thursday, they are fired up. There is so much fire and so much God's presence. And, and, and there's more that we can do. And I'm hoping that God is, is going to activate this. And this is not just only for this season. For our life as believers, Bazalan. How, how do we serve? How do we build? We must build knowing that we are not building for the, to, to, to show the enemy that we can do it, 
The enemy is not our responsibility. <laughs> our responsibility is ourselves. Two, we are not building so that we will get accolades and will be elevated, but we are doing it because God wants to work and mold us and shape us. And I, I think that that's what I wanted to, 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 to do uh, briefly, and then we pray, and then we, we look into some uh, stuff. Usmanil will just wrap up after. But I just, I just wanted us to know that we are in the theater of worship. It's not about us. It's about God. But it gives us an opportunity to be the role players in the process. Shall we rise as we, as we pray?